This week on Developer Weekly. So I'm not a person who, who, who can extract energy from being with other people. It actually takes me energy and it, it doesn't take away the enjoyment around it because I really enjoy it. But it's, it's, it, it costs me energy and I have to recharge afterwards by being by myself and doing my own things. Hey guys, I've been using Windows 10 for years now and I recently took the time to learn how to be more productive with it. There are lots of shortcuts and tools in Windows 10 that help me throughout the day. Do you also want to be more productive with Windows 10? Then check out my new Udemy course called Windows 10 Productivity Booster. You can check it out at azureberry.com slash windows. That is azureberry.com slash windows. Welcome to another episode of Developer Weekly. This week I'm talking with Roland Goud. Roland is a Microsoft MVP enjoying a constant curiosity around new techniques in software development. He's also a Microsoft certified trainer, international speaker, Pluralsight author and overall community champion. Hey Roland, welcome back. Hi buddy, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing uh I'm doing all right. It's uh you know, it's cold here in the Netherlands. I don't like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a pleasure to be here again, man. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks for coming on because you were on uh, episode uh, 23. So that's like uh, 20 weeks ago or something, half a year ago, talking about uh, microservices because you just came out with the Pluralsight course about microservices back then, Yeah, which was very cool. Uh, people uh, seem to like that episode because they like microservices. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's a very, very well received episode. I remember I was very honest in, the, in that interview. <laughs> Maybe too honest. <laughs> no, you know, people like uh, actual real-world advice from experts. You know, should you do it? Should you not do microservices? And, and why should you and why shouldn't you? You know, if, if we just only deliver marketing uh, spiels, then people, they just drop off. You know, it's not interesting. And it's not yeah. real as well. So yeah, you, you did a great job there. Thanks. <laughs> so, so what yeah. what do you want to talk about today? Well, you know, originally I was thinking to talk about Signal R, which is a very interesting technology that allows you to do real-time stuff on the web. Maybe we can mm -hmm. talk about that later a bit, but I thought maybe it would be more interesting to talk about uh, you and your career and the things that you've learned along the way because, you know, you've been doing this a long time. You have a very very accomplished a person in the IT industry. And so I thought it might be a bit more valuable to uh, for the listener and also just more entertaining for us to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. About what you did. <laughs> so yeah. maybe you can start by uh, uh, telling us how you even got into IT in the first place. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... Let's go back to the beginning then. So way yeah. back when I was, uh, maybe I was about 10 or 12 year, years old, I had this uh, this history teacher. And back then, well, I'm really old, right? I'm uh, I'm 50. So, um, <laughs> so back then, nobody had a, had a personal computer yet. And I remember uh, doing... Um, um, doing work for school, and I printed it out on my on my on my matrix printer, yeah. 
and uh, teachers uh, uh, wouldn't accept that because they thought it was generated somehow by a computer. <laughs> so th th that was the time we, we lived in back then. But, but nobody had a computer, and suddenly this this math teacher he, he came with this uh, with his computer in the in the inside the classroom, and he showed me a couple of things. And I remember that moment. From that moment on, I was really hooked. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think about anything else, and I I just wanted to have a computer. So, I uh, I worked at the grocery store uh, back then on, on Saturdays because I still uh, go, went to school, and mm. I saved up for a, for a, Z, a Z, ZX eighty one. Don't know if you know that it's a really tiny no. computer with one KB of RAM, <laughs> and you could uh, program uh, basic with that. Cool and. Um, in a in a very basic way, basic in a basic way, and um, so I started I started doing hobby work with that, uh, and I became fascinating uh, fascinated by computers as a whole. And and at some point I um, I started a, a store to uh, uh, and actually sold computers with um, and it was kind of service related selling of computers and. Um, it became uh, it became a little bit a bit bigger. I I, uh, I ended up with a couple of stores, but at some point it didn't go very well because the internet hype, etc., and people <laughs> started to order uh, uh, these these things from uh, from Coolblue or whatever. So um, that stopped. But in the meantime, I um, I programmed uh, uh, in in Delphi. I programmed um, uh, a system to. Uh, well, to to basically do the um, the in store uh, to, to create invoices invoices in store, and to uh, do the administration, and I created that myself. Um, I don't have the code anymore, but I think <laughs> it, it would look terrible, right? <laughs> at this moment, when I should, should look at it, but uh, anyways, um, so uh, the, uh, the, these uh, these things stopped. These these shops stopped, and it was actually well at the time. Um, so I went bankrupt basically. That was that was a thing emotionally also, but it's uh, in hindsight it really opened up opportunities to do something else. So I followed my passion and I I um, I continued on the on the, uh, in, in the on the software development path, and um, I ended up with uh, some guys from uh, it was the company was called Oosterkamp right uh, back back then it was pretty well known and it, they did all kind of Delphi training uh, with mm -hmm. Thomas and, and Jeroen and um, I got involved with that and I I started to learn to teach and I li really loved that and these guys gave gave me the opportunity to well to to um, yeah to actually have experience with that. And uh, at some point, I also became the owner of that company, and we moved to .NET. We started to do .NET uh, from um, uh, from the uh, well from from 1.0 beta onwards. <laughs> we were into .NET, and um, so I did that for a while, and I stopped doing that, and I went freelance. Mm. And at that time, uh, Pluralsight was um, was well, kind of new. It was, I think, it was. 2013 back then and um pluralsight was was coming up and i was so i was thinking okay what do i really love to do and i already had this hobby with video uh, creating uh, video recording and also editing i love to do that and of course i had this 
his passion to teach uh, in combination with his passion for software development. So it all kind of matched up, matched up with his plural site author work. And um, and I started to create courses. And my first course was uh, <laughs> was a hell to create. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know that feeling probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so I finished it uh, after, after after struggling with it, and um, I swore to myself I'm never going to do that <laughs> again. <laughs> but a um, couple of months later, the feeling came back, and uh, I started doing more. And um, I actually have, I think I've done thirty right now, thirty courses. Wow. And it's it's uh, I, I still love to do it. And at some point, you get this this um, this workflow. You create this workflow for yourself, and it becomes easier and easier. And it also helps you with um, with the other things I'm doing. So um, I try to do a combination between uh, plural site teaching, also classroom teaching, and uh, speaking at conferences, etc. But I try to do that uh, from practice. So I, I don't like to teach out of a book. I like to teach. Uh, so I like to be with my feet in the clay once in a while. And uh, so I'm doing um, contracting work for companies once in a while. And I, um, I dive into a certain technology and I create stuff. And, from, and I use that knowledge in my plural site training and in my classroom training and my conference uh, talks. And of course, when I'm doing plural site training, I also do research for these, tra for these, for these courses. Well, it's, it seems like a plural site course is, it's about an hour or two hours. So you think, oh, that, that's easy. Well, it actually <laughs> takes months to create, uh, to create something like that uh, with the planning and research, uh, the scripting, the editing, the recording, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but anyways, so uh, with this research I do for my courses, I can again go to customers and say, well, I have this experience. I want to bring it to practice and I, I bring it to practice there. So I get this, this synergy effect between these activities. And I really love that. And I, so it's, it's something I found to really work with me. I can do well on my own. So um, yeah, I'm I'm really good with that. I can organize myself. I can have uh, I can have the motivation to to create things. Um, so uh, that's really really for me. And um, yeah, I, I would like to to continue this uh, for as long as possible. Basically, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a long story, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story, actually, and there's a, there's a lot in there that I didn't know yet. So that, that's great. <laughs> so lots of stuff to uh, to unpack there. So, for instance, you started these uh, computer companies, which is just uh, incredible. What? How old were you when you started this? Wow. Uh, <laughs> let's see. That was so. I started working for um, um, a, a computer shop in in Amsterdam, mm. and at some point that stopped. And then uh, a guy who was uh, who was working there, he started his own shop, and uh, so I and then I took over one of his uh, one of his shops basically, and that that's how it started. Ah, uh, and I think that was around. So I think I was um, maybe I think it was twenty two or something. 
when I when I started doing that. Wow. Uh, and maybe 25 when I took over the shop. Ah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you had just a brief period where you were an actual employee for a company, and after that you became an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I started my uh, my company uh, when I took over the shop, and that was uh, that was that company, and it eventually went bankrupt. And then I started another company, and uh, from that I still have that company, and and from that company uh, in that company I'm doing my current activities. Ah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's very cool. Uh, so why did you start to become an entrepreneur in the first place? Why didn't you just want to be a, an employee where, you know, everything is taken care of for you? You get your salary, you get your pension, everything is done for you. No risks there. Why would you take the risk to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, well, first of all, it's in my blood because my father is an entrepreneur. My, yeah. my granddad was an entrepreneur and they had, uh, had shops as well. So uh, I was I was stimulated by that basically, and once I start doing it, I really love the sense of freedom, because um, yeah, you can basically, especially right now, I can I can just say no to things, right? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> when somebody yeah. asks you, can you do this? You can just say no, and when you when you have, when you're an employee. Uh, you really are. I feel obligated to say uh, to say yes to everything my uh, my boss tells me to, and now I can just say no, and I can also arrange my own time, right? So um, yeah. I have this balance between activities, like I told you, and um, I can I can well adjust this balance uh, the way I want to. So I like that as well. Right. Yeah. The the freedom of uh, time and to say no. That is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, those are the things that attract me as well to entrepreneurship, and just you know, I don't like people to tell me what to do. Just I just don't like it. <laughs> you have a problem with with a hierarchy, probably. Yeah, yeah, there's probably some some deep thing inside me that I need to resolve or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go uh, to, th to therapy for that. Probably, uh. yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Okay, so and before that, did you uh, have a uh, a formal education in computer science or something like that? No, not not at all. So uh, I am probably what people call a self-made man, <laughs> yeah. self-made person, and um, because I I really I I missed the boat on that one basically. <laughs> so I did a study or whatever, and I, I didn't got the right people around me probably to to guide me uh, to the path because I mm. um, I did I didn't study. Yeah, I did I did a practical education. Uh, I did actually uh, education around entrepreneurship, so that was yeah. included. Yeah. And back then, you you needed a certificate to create your own company, and I got that at school. Oh. But I didn't go uh, go study at a university or something. I just started, well, <laughs> doing what I liked basically, yeah. and uh, I built I built stuff up from that. Yeah. Ah, okay, that's where that entrepreneurship comes in again. You say, yeah, exactly. oh, All right, I don't yeah. I don't really care what you taught me there. I'm just gonna do my own thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, basically, that's very it. Very cool. So, uh, in in your core, in your heart of heart, are you an uh, introvert or an extrovert? Introvert, definitely. <laughs> ah, okay. Because, you know, in your entrepreneurship where you had the shop and also where you worked with uh, other people to uh, teach 
uh, in person, which you sometimes still do, right? That's yes. that's very extroverted yeah. because you need to deal with yeah. people. How does that yeah. make you feel? Uh, it, it, it took me a long time to get used to that. So in the beginning, I was really, really uh, tense around that and I couldn't handle it very much. So I needed some time to, um, to get used to it. Um, uh, I'm really grateful for the conferences at that time who gave, who gave me the opportunity to speak because, yeah, that was really a struggle for me and, and these talks weren't very good at the beginning, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, to Pluralsight, of course, who gave me that opportunity. Uh, so I, I just grew into that. And um, and, and still I have, uh, well, I can do talk, talks like this. I can talk to you. I can, I can do conference talks and... Uh, and I really enjoy the company of uh, other speakers at conferences or talking to um, to talking to uh, people who take my courses, et cetera, et cetera. I really love that. But uh, I still notice that uh, because I'm an introvert, probably, I need time afterwards uh, for myself. So I'm not yeah. a, a person who, who, who can extract energy from being with other people. It actually takes me energy and it, it doesn't take away the enjoyment around it because i really enjoy it but it's it's it it costs me energy and i have to recharge afterwards by being by myself and doing my own things yeah basically yeah uh, that's very well uh, explained i i feel completely the same I can't do. And if you want, yeah. if you if you want to, if you want to know more about that, you can talk to my wife. Uh, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was interrupting you. No, no, that's all right. So yeah, I I have the same thing as well. I can do extroverted stuff like uh, on stage or something, but it sucks energy from me. It doesn't doesn't feed my soul. I do like it. I do enjoy it. But then afterwards, I need to recharge. That that's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you know this about yourself uh, early on, or did you find out that you were an introvert at your core later? I kind of already knew that um, fr from the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's in the beginning. It was it was uh, it was kind of um, implicit, and, uh, and at some point it uh, it became explicit as soon as I uh, started doing training work. So at that point, I really had the focus on it and I could actually work on it and, 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 cre and create some mode uh, that I could, uh, in which I could handle that basically. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. So for me, I basically knew that as well when I was younger, but then I really, um, you know, I realized it more when I was older. So I didn't really realize why I was always... Uh, why the energy got sucked out of me when I was surrounded by people and why I really didn't like that that much for prolonged periods of time. And then I realized, oh, you know, I'm just an introvert, really. Yeah. So. And now that you say that, it's actually very interesting. Um, I, at first, now I remember things about it. At mm -hmm. first, I thought um, I was the only one. Right. I was the only one that had this, right? Yeah. Because you, you, you see all these extrovert people that really in, that really extract energy from company, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I was the only one, it seemed like I was the only one that uh, wanted to uh, retract at a certain point and, and, and uh, go by, by, by myself. Um, 
But of course, the people that also do that, you don't see them, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, introverted people are also the people that are attracted to the type of work that we do. So uh, IT and things that you can do by yourself and you know yeah. things that you can do behind your computer, basically, because that works out well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the things that you do now, you know, you are in a very fortunate position that you can really do what you like, that, that you can really do what, what you want. And you say, you know, you enjoy the, the freedom that you can now say no to things and you can just, you can pick and choose what you do. You do a Pluralsight course here, you work uh, a bit there. Uh, does that also mean that you are financially free? Like if you were to say, you know what, I'm not going to do any consulting right now, consulting right now and maybe no Pluralsight courses. Would you? Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, there are a couple of things I want to say there. Uh, the answer is yes. So I'm I'm financially free. Um, so um, basically, um, the success of Pluralsight did a lot for that. Um, and at the time I started doing that, it was uh, it was kind of um, well a thing that I, I well I told you it was something I liked so that's why I started doing it not not to make uh, to make money in, in the first place just because I like doing it and I still do it because I like it um but um yeah it um it, it brought me uh, financial freedom and also uh, not only pluralsight but also the work around it um uh, like I told you the consultancy went really well and everything kind of worked out. Um, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I think I'm not um, crediting myself too much for it because I really think it's more a question of luck, <laughs> basically, <laughs> than that it is uh, emanating from myself. Because I got I got the luck that Pluralsight became a success. I got the luck. I, um, I I I I became an, a Microsoft MVP, for example, and other people liked what I what I was doing, and other MVPs supported me. So I had luck in that. Of course, I did stuff for that, but the really the opportunities were there. I just I just had to grab them, basically. Yeah. So so um, I'm grateful for that because um, there are so many other people that don't have these opportunities, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, and that's that's really something I'm realizing every day that that well, I'm not saying well I am I, I did this and I did that no I'm I'm like okay there, there's there's probably a really big fa uh, luck factor there. Yeah, yeah, I do agree. I have uh, kind of the same situation where I also have plural side there. That is a huge component of my uh, financial situation. And I was just lucky as well that I got into Pluralsight and even discovered it in the first place and that it be became and is still a success for now. Exactly, yeah. So I'm, I'm very lucky with that as well. Uh, and I also try and think about the future. Like Pluralsight, what would happen if Pluralsight would go away tomorrow? It's unlikely, mm -hmm. but you know, maybe they get uh, acquired by something else or you know the company goes in a different direction it is something that we do not control ourselves i don't own plural sites you don't so we have no idea what if it would go away what would you do then 
So um, I would not stop what I'm doing right now. So I would find another way to do what I'm doing. So maybe uh, go to YouTube or something, creating right. videos for that, or finding another platform that um, that does what it does. Um, um, that's into software development. There are other platforms out there as well. Um, but I wouldn't stop because uh, just Pluralsight isn't there anymore. So my motivation for doing what I'm doing is not tied to Pluralsight as a company. Right. Yeah, that's excellent. And uh, so our Pluralsight colleagues, we have a lot of Pluralsight colleagues that are uh, full-time authors where they just do courses, they create courses, they do the research online uh, and they draw from their past experiences as well and then they just create courses. Uh, you do it differently, right? Because you also do consultancy. Why do you do that? Yeah, so I th I believe in the fact that the best teaching is done uh, from practice. So um, I consciously do um, do projects, actually writing code, actually being involved in um, in an agile process, um, talking to people, uh, creating a, an Azure pipeline, that kind of stuff, um, uh, create a development pipeline or whatever deployment pipelines. Uh, so the whole the whole thing. Um, because um, I'm, th there are a couple of reasons for that. So one, so one thing is, like I told you, uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a matter of belief that I think I can do the best teaching when I have this experience under the belt. That's one. And the second thing is that I'm actually um, inspired by that work. So when I when I'm doing that work, I'm seeing things either technically or, or in the organization. And I get, got, I, I get ideas from that. So I'm like, okay, uh, well, maybe I can do a course around that or um, create a conference talk for that. Or um, So then uh, when I have this, this plan and I am, I'm executing that plan, uh, I'm doing research around that. I gain more knowledge around it. And then I go to the next company and then I can actually apply that knowledge again in that company and I get this synergy effect between yeah. my activities. And that that's re really working out really great. That, that's, that's working out really great for me. Yeah, I think that's also uh, the way to go because then you actually teach from uh, experience and you, yes. can, you can add your real world experience that is usually different than just the documentation and all the things. That, uh, that is very polished and marketing-esque because when you actually start doing something, then you run into the nitty-gritties and the, oh, well, it doesn't work if you do this or you need to configure it yeah. just like this because otherwise, you know, you get this error. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like to do, uh, when I do classroom training, um, of course, the Pluralsight course is all scripted and, and really nice and compact. But when I do classroom training, I like to do, um, I like to do uh, live demos. So uh, when, when we... When we're discussing a topic, I first explain the topic in theory, and then I just go uh, uh, behind the keyboard and I'm, I'm writing something to explain it. 
um, um, but I'm so I've not practiced that or something. So uh, things go wrong basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and I I actually show that because that's reality, right? Yeah. When you're a developer, you're writing code and things go wrong always. And you have to how do you solve the, these problems, right? So you you can't remember this. You can't remember uh, how a property is declared or whatever. Yeah. How do you solve that? Right, uh, and that's actually um, how I uh, how I teach classroom training, and from the feedback back I got, re people really like that, and they can apply that well problem solving uh, th uh, thing that I, that I'm that I'm actually showing um, to uh, in the real world. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should uh, incorporate that in the Pluralsight courses more as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure they, they would like that, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do like their stuff uh, very polished. That's true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so we are almost at uh, the end of the time that we have. What would you say to people that are listening that are starting their careers, maybe in technology or something, uh, they haven't decided yet if they want to stay work for a company or be an entrepreneur or or maybe in what kind of technology they want to be at or what they want to do with their the rest of their lives. Well, who actually knows? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. what would you say to them? What is your advice to young people? Yeah. So you know, this is this is really a cliche, probably, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyways. Um, do what you love right that's basically the the message so uh, when you are, so when you are looking for a job or you don't know exactly what you like to do but you have a hobby and you like you have a certain interest and you're watching a lot of youtube on the topic or whatever or you're reading uh, stuff about around that that's an indicator um around what you want and even when that it seems that it is not feasible to to start your career in that topic just do it just try it and maybe you can you cannot earn money um, from the start from it and then just do it part time or or make it work just uh, just start doing it and and this, uh, the other thing i wanted to say is um, well in my experience the the opportunities are always there almost always there that you really have to see them Right, and 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 that's especially difficult when you're an introvert like me. <laughs> you sometimes you have to step forward and say, "Okay, I see this opportunity. I want that." Right? I really want. I would love that. You can, and when you say that to people, and they, they can see your passion and they are inclined to to help you or or uh, create a way for you to do it. All right, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much uh, for talking to me today. This was uh, this was a great conversation. You're welcome, buddy. All right. I really enjoyed this talk. Me too. I hope uh, everybody that listened uh, did as well. I will link to uh, where you can find Roland's courses and his website and Twitter and connect with him in the show notes so that you can easily do that. Do reach out to him and follow him on Pluralsight. He has great courses about ASP.NET, ASP.NET Core, uh, other stuff, microservices, React, SignalR, you name it. He has so many courses. Just follow him there for new material as well. 
And thank you very much for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Could you please go to ratethispodcast.com slash developerweekly and rate this podcast and leave a review. This helps me to spread the word about the podcast and helps other people to find it. That is ratethispodcast.com slash developerweekly. Thank you so much.